How do we receive from God? We are still learning on that. And the most important things I've been um, talking about in the last few times about this is the fact that disciples are the ones that really find it easy to receive from God. Jesus said in the book of um, John chapter 15, he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. And by this, the Father will be glorified and you will show that indeed you are my disciples. That is, discipleship is learning. Discipleship is a process of personal change. Discipleship is that I am not, that is, I'm living where I am right now in my mind and I'm becoming something else outside. Let me just say something, okay, what, I, what I began to say last time, I have to continue to develop it. You know, discipleship, I said earlier, is a process of change. Jesus says something, and I think I should read that just to emphasize it. That's in the book of Matthew chapter 10. Jesus said, A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a slave above his master. He said, It is enough for the disciple, the disciple that he becomes as his teacher and the slave as his master. Now, Jesus was t- teaching about something here, but I want to bring out a principle from it. He tells you, therefore, that a disciple is somebody who is becoming. He said it is enough for the disciple to become as his teacher. You must understand that to be able to receive from God, there is a spiritual transformation that is necessary. A disciple, we said, is a person that finds it easy to receive from God. A disciple is somebody who has been transformed. So Jesus said, if you are my disciples, it's because you are, that is, as a disciple, you will be full of my words. said, if my words abide in you, that is when you ask whatever you wish. You will notice something. There was something that the Lord Jesus Christ said when he went to the tomb of Lazarus. He said, Father, I thank you because you hear me always. Now, I want you to understand that. He said, whatever it is that I ask the Father, he will do it. He was so sure of that that when he went to the cross, he had to be persuaded that he wanted to go to the cross. Because he said to Peter, if I did not want to go to the cross, all these things you are saying, I will ask the Father for 12 legions, and that will be the end of all this harassment. I'm not trying to make an issue here. You see that for him, all right, to be able to receive anything from the hand of God, he was in a particular spiritual state. And he said to his disciples, if you become like the teacher, now you get my point, this is the purpose, this is the aim, that you become exactly like your teacher. So when he was saying to us there, if we want to receive from God, our ability to receive freely improves as we improve our lives by the process of discipleship. Please, I hope you are getting what I'm going to say here. That you see, it's not just that we just get up every anytime. You know, sometimes people say that, uh, you know, one day I heard one man, very famous, uh, no point mentioning his name, um, social critic in Nigeria. He said that um, he doesn't believe God exists. They said, well, how come we don't believe? He said, because there was a time he asked God for something and God did not do it. Therefore, God does not exist. Believe me, I found it to be, anyway, of course, you know, those days I used to get angry at the statement, but now I don't get angry at such statements because I realize it's self-deception. Only a man who wants to lie to himself will say he believes that because it's not everything your children ask you for that you do for them. Does it mean you vanish, therefore, as a father? Of course not. Now, listen to this. If the man said God didn't do something for him, but he didn't realize it's not everybody that just goes to God, asks for anything, and then God will do anything for anybody. No, it doesn't work like that. There is a process of training so that you will learn exactly what is good to ask God for. There is a process of training by which you will understand 
how God works. I was saying something last time. This is why I'm trying to connect with today now. And what I was saying is that the answers of God sometimes, all right, they come also in a process. A man is walking in poverty and he says to God, I do not want to be poor anymore. And the way we normally like our testimonies is that he just went out one day, he suddenly got a big government contract that was worth $50 million, and that's it. He was never poor again. This interesting part, such things rarely, extremely rarely happen. Most of the time you hear those stories, even if it's a pastor telling it, most of the times they are not true. Not because something like that did not happen, but what really happened, do you understand my point? People did not, do you understand? They didn't hear it. They don't know exactly what happened. What they saw outwardly was a man who suddenly they just heard about. They think the day you hear about a man was the day he was born. No, the man had been doing things for years. I remember one very famous Nigerian musician at that time. His songs were everywhere. And one day somebody said, oh, this man is an overnight success. And I was standing with another man there who happened to know this fellow personally. And he was angry when he was watching on TV. And somebody said, this guy is an overnight success. He said, how can you call him an overnight success? I've known this guy since we were in university. He is not an overnight success. I knew him when he wouldn't go to class, he would be playing music. I knew him when he wouldn't eat his food, he would be playing music. I knew him when he went around 10 different churches, because he's a Christian musician, establishing choirs in 10 different churches. And then suddenly he released an album. I, the album did well. You say it's an overnight success. That probably was not his first album. The ones before that one did not do well. So nobody knew about him. So the one that we know about, because we did not know about him before, we say it's an overnight success. There is no overnight success. Like somebody said, if you see overnight success, the night has been long. Are you getting my point? That night has been long. Nobody just wakes up one day and tomorrow he becomes a success. No. What God will do to that man who says poverty is my problem and I want God to solve it, God will start talking to him, teaching him. And this is why I'm talking about this discipleship thing today. God first starts changing his mind because the way you reason about life affects whether wealth will come to you or it won't come to you. And until God is able to change your perspective, even towards the money you're asking for, there are people that God bless them a bit, that is the end of it. You do, they don't do anything again. You don't see them in church. They are suddenly too big to talk to their, those who are their seniors. Suddenly they think everybody should respect them because they have money. God will not give anybody, who, because God can see your heart. God knows if your heart is like that, don't bless this guy yet. So when the guy goes to pray, and God wants to bless him. He doesn't start with giving him money. He starts with changing him. I hope you're getting my point there. That is, God starts with changing the man. He gives him a little bit of money to use to train him. He sends him materials. He sends him to places where he will learn. Some people are actually very lazy. In fact, in this life, I have noticed that most poor people don't want to work. Do you understand my point? They don't want to. In fact, one of those things I used to discuss uh, with one of my friends, he said the easy way to get, drive a poor man who's always begging you for money away from you is to offer him a way by which he can earn money. You understand? Remember when, when I was in Lagos? There was one man who used to come begging my God that time, all the time, for money. So one day my chief called this man and said, listen, you are a laundry man. Let me g- help you. Let me be giving you my family laundry to do so that at least you'll be making money. He was working in the laundry department of our institution. And the man said, okay, he has head. And he never came back again. So this is very good. Though. If a man is always harassing you for money, help him get a job. He won't come back. You understand? This guy did not come back. Why? He's, he was inherently lazy. He didn't want to do something. He found it easier to go around begging people. If such a person will go to God to pray for breakthrough, God will say to him, listen, I need to change this, your beggar's mentality. You think life owes you. If I'm going to prosper, you must understand that life doesn't owe you. You owe me to put something out into life. Then the principle of give and it shall be given unto you will be activated in your life. That as a Christian, if you are constantly giving out, 
then God can now cause men to give back to you. The easiest way to explain that is that if you are giving out services, men will pay for your services. You are giving out goods, men will pay for your goods. Even if you are a spiritual man and you are giving out, like one man of God said, that God said to him, if you make yourself spiritually resourceful, I will make those who are blessed by your spiritual resourcefulness to return material things back to you. That's just the way it is. So God wants to help the man. He wants to bring him out of poverty. He takes him through a process by which his mind, his heart is changed so that he can receive the abundance of God into his life. What am I trying to say? Discipleship is a process of internal change. Until internal change occurs, outward blessing from the hand of God may be difficult to receive and may be difficult for it to stay even if we were to have them come into our life. So if we want to receive from God, therefore, we must attach ourselves to learning from his word so that we can be transformed into a heart that can receive the blessings of God. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com and do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening. I mean the fruit of this world blows on in your life.